I have the best gift idea for you to give your partner this Valentine's Day, and that's a full night of really great sex. <laughs> you know what a full night of really great sex to me is? When my guy waits for me to come and comes with me at the same time. We all know that rarely happens, and that's because there's an orgasm gap. Women take just a little bit longer to come than guys, but that's fine because I have the perfect solution for you and that is Promescence Delay Spray. Their delay spray is not just for guys with PE, okay? It is for any guy who wants to last a little bit longer in bed without having to worry about it. Their delay spray is not going to totally numb you out and it's not going to transfer to your girl. And for your girl, they have a whole line of women's products. So make sure to buy her some extra special stuff as well for Valentine's Day. Get her the warming gel. I love it. I use it. She's going to love it too. Not only do I recommend Promescent, 2,000 medical professionals recommend them too. So go get yourself some Promescent. Just go to promescent.com slash strictly anon to get 15% off your whole order. So make sure to order all your Valentine's Day gifts at once because you're going to get 15% off your whole order. Just go to promescent.com slash strictly anon. That's promescent.com slash strictly anon. Or just go to the description and click on the link. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. You haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast yet on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me at Strict Anonymous if you want to be on the show. It's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remains anonymous on my show. If you have an interesting, naughty, true story, true life story that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, you could be on the show. Either go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com, and click on Be On The Show, or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com, and give me some information on what you want to talk about. Now, listen, if you want to be a part of my confessions episodes and you want to hear my two cents on your confession... (laughs) You could call my confessions hotline. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You have four minutes to leave a message. If you need longer, just call back. I change all the voices on the confessions as well. If they don't make it onto an episode, they all get posted on my Patreon. Now, my Patreon is a great place to join now because for only $5 a month, you get access to all the anonymous confessions, plus all my episodes early and ad-free, plus you get all the hot picks of all of the girls that have been on my show and some guys that have been on my show, anonymous picks, plus the best thing you get that everyone's signing up for is access to my Discord. There's over 2,000 people on there and they're all getting super naughty. It's becoming like the Craigslist that doesn't exist anymore because <laughs> people are like hooking up. They're emailing me and telling me that I don't take part in my discord, but all of the listeners do. If you sign up, you could go there. You are allowed to post pics, videos, all kinds of good stuff on discord. And you get all of that. Like I said, on my Patreon access to my discord, the pics, the confessions. I do Q and A's. You get all the episodes early and ad free all for $5 a month. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous 
podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Now listen, all of the links and the number to the confessions hotline is in the description. Okay, so today I have on Alexis. So Alexis got a really interesting story. And I think it will be inspiring to other people for sure, because Alexis, she's got an interesting backstory that we talk about a little bit, but the bigger story here and what we mostly talk about on this episode is the fact that she was in a marriage. They went through a pretty rough time in their marriage because of something else that was going on. And it really put a wedge between them. And they literally didn't have sex for six years. I mean, she's only 41 now. But for six years of their marriage, they were completely disconnected. No sex for six years, which meant also no anything else. She got to the point where she like met somebody else and was like attracted to him. And it made her really realize that like, She needed to fix her relationship or she was going to cheat on her husband. And instead of cheating, she went back to her husband and she talks about how they worked on the relationship, what they did for their relationship, how they get back on track, both emotionally as well as physically, and then what went down with them once they got back into having sex, which is pretty interesting because now she's like fucking other guys in front of him. And it all started with him really being open or them actually being open with each other about the fact that they needed to work on their sex life. And they did. And she didn't want it to be vanilla anymore. And he wound up buying like a fucking machine. Then it made him realize he was into seeing her with other guys. And he brought that up. And she kind of was always thinking she'd be down for that. So they decided to do it. They talked about it for a long time. But then eventually they pulled the trigger and they went online and they found a guy and they fucked him and she fucked him and her husband and she's totally into it. She talks about the rules that they had, the rules that they still have. She does talk about how hard it has been to meet other guys to bring into a threesome with her husband. Uh, You'll find out what not to do by one of her stories, one of her guys that they met up with. Um, She's very open to uh, hooking up with other guys. She's very into guys with big dicks. She talks about that. Her backstory, I forgot to tell you about this, is that she did work in a fetish club and a peep show when she was younger, like when she was 20. And that's what we talk about in the beginning. Her and her husband did go on hormones. And that really also was a big part of them getting their sex drive back because it was definitely low in both of them. And we end the conversation talking about the types of hormones that they went on and what, how they use them and how it has changed their life. She also talks about how opening up their marriage has changed her life and how it has made her trust her husband more. You think it's the opposite, but it's not. She actually trusts him more and she's more open and they're closer than they've ever been after com- being in a totally sexist marriage. So I think that her story is great because it's inspiring. She sent me hot pictures of herself. I have them over on Patreon. So if you want to see them, join my Patreon. She'll be on Discord. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Alexis. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Alexis. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? Good, thank you. So Alexis, you sound young, but you have had a full life already. You went from being in a peep show at some point in your life. Like, I think we might start there because that I think is the beginning. Um, But eventually you wound up married. And then eventually, I'm assuming it wasn't sexless the whole time. Eventually it became a sexless marriage. And now you're banging other guys in front of them. I mean, that's the very short story, correct? (laughs) Correct. Okay, so where should we start? I mean, is the peep show like the start of something? Do you want to start there? 
And we can start there. I don't know if that started anything, but it definitely <laughs> opened me up sexually. And I, I don't know. I guess I've always been pretty open sexually. Okay. Well, how old are you now, first of all? How old am I? Yeah, you sound young. How old are you now? I'm 40, 41. 41. And how long have you been married for, Alexis? I have been married for, oh gosh, 11 years. 11 years? How long mm-hmm. together? We've been together for 15 years. Okay, so a long time. Okay, so let's go all the way back. Were you doing the peep show way before you met your husband? Yes. That started when I was 20 years old. Okay, what made you decide to go and get a job in a peep show? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I had just moved to a bigger city, and I was in school and needed to do something to make money, so... That was it. I had a roommate who knew somebody that that worked in the club. So, right. So that's how it started. Okay. And now, what kind of peep show was this? Like, I mean, because there's strip clubs, right, and peep shows. Like, what's the difference between a strip club well, and a peep show? I actually started at a. It was like a fetish club where people would come in, and we would put on. They called it like lingerie shows, but they mm-hmm. would come in and come to us with any fetish and we would kind of, you know, act it out. So I started there. And then when that place closed down, I moved to a traditional peep show, which I don't think they even really exist anymore. Yeah. And there's only one left where we live. And that's where it's, they're usually in adult theaters. They have the, you go in, there's like a magic window that that evaporates and then you put on a show. Oh, okay. And can you see the people through or are you just looking at nothing? Oh, you can. Oh, you can. Are they all like all jerking off? (laughs) Are you just watching guys jerk off? (laughs) That's the idea. Okay. And what are you doing there? Are you dancing? Are you jerking off? Are you, what what are you doing in a peep show? Usually either masturbating or talking to them. A lot of talking. Okay. So now let's go back though to the first, the lingerie show. I mean, that's where you started. Do you know going into this lingerie show gig that it really was a fetish club and you were going to have to perform and engage in fetish activities with people? Or do you just think you're going to have to put on lingerie and chip? I kind of knew. I I knew about the I knew about the fetishes because of the, the roommate's friend that had worked there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what kind of stuff did you have to do? Or did you wind up doing it? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) uh, I ended up doing, they would call me the, they they called me the weirdest whacker attractor. Um, I would have guys come in that had, and I have no, nothing against people's fetishes at all, but men that had giantess fetishes. So they would come in and I would stomp on micro machines or like little, like Lego men. What do you mean giantist fetish? It's like attack of the 50 foot woman type thing. Okay. Like a, like a giant, giant woman. Yeah. But you get like little people, like little Lego figures. And these guys like are jerking off to that. They typically aren't jerking off when I was doing it. I assume they would go home after. Wow. That's so interesting. You had a lot of guys come in for that specific fetish. I had a couple guys come in for that. Interesting. That's pretty easy. No, this is, this is actually why I preferred the fetish club to a strip club because I didn't have to deal with anybody touching me or wanting to touch me usually, unless they were like, you know, giving me a foot rub or something. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fetish stuff. And a lot of times I think it is very common when someone's engaging in their fetish that, I don't know, that they're not really coming or jerking off. They probably go home with the thoughts of it, right? A lot of times more so in that environment than yes. in the peep show place, correct? Correct. I did have a guy that would come in that wanted to be treated like a baby. And he had to be, it, I mean, at least 200 pounds, probably closer to 250. He was a big guy. And I'm very small, like barely over five feet tall. And so he would want to sit on my lap and have me like kind of rock him or like, you know, like I'm bouncing him on my lap. And that would go on for 20 minutes. And I would be so, my legs would be burning. It was, it was like torture. Yeah, hard work. <laughs> it's yeah. like when a model complains about work. My money then. No, 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 it's like when a model complains about work, people are like, oh, shut the fuck up. But it is hard, you know what I mean? She's like, <laughs> right. oh, I got to be in cold water with a bikini on, and everyone's like, whatever, bitch. But it's true. Like, there you are. <laughs> I mean, you're tiny, and this is like 250 pounds. 20 minutes on top of you, that's painful, I would think. It was a lot of work, yeah. Oh, my God. And what kind of getups would you wear? <laughs> would you be naked? Would you be in, like, fetishy kind of, like, latex outfits? Yeah, fetishy outfits or lingerie. Right. Oh, yeah, it's the lingerie show. And now, did they mm -hmm. tip you? Because I have to assume to for it to be legal, it has to be some sort of like tipping kind of a gig. Yes. Yeah. And did you make a lot of cash? It worked off tips. Oh, yeah. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about good effing sex. You know... Remember back in the day when you were always rock hard and super ready to go? You want to get back that confidence in bed? Well, then you need to check out Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in a chewable at a fraction of the cost. And the process is super simple. All you got to do is sign up at bluechew.com. Dot com consult with one of their licensed medical providers and once you're approved you're going to receive your prescription no having to go to the doctor's office no awkward conversations and no waiting in line your prescription is going to be delivered right to your door in a discreet package wondering if it works don't think you need it don't worry you're going to get to try it for free for a whole month because blue chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. I've got a special deal for my listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use my code strictlyanon at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code strictlyanon to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And I thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. And did you get turned on by these kinds of things that you were doing? Not those, no. What about when you were at the peep show? Let's go there. Okay. That was that was a little more you don't get the extreme fetishes there. Some some interesting stuff that guys would want to talk about, but yeah, I mean that was just, I guess, watching a lot of guys jerk off. But I mean, was it was it? A, I mean, here you are, a girl that's open to doing this. You're 20 years old. You're, I'm just assuming you're horny. Uh, you're open to doing this. But are you turned on by it? Is there a part of you that's like an exhibitionist? Because not only are you watching guys jerk off, they're watching you. Do you get off on that at all, or are you just performing for the cash? I mean, if it were a guy that I was attracted to. Mm -hmm then yes, I would be. But that was very, very rare. 
Yeah, no, in so that kind really of situation, it, was, it has to be you're attracted to the scenario. And the scenario is people are just fucking watching you. You're in this dirty club and you're like a dirty whore. Some people could get off on that yeah. thing. That's not you. So you were like doing it for the cash. Although now, if I could go back, I, it might be different. <laughs> are you on like testosterone <laughs> or something? Yeah. You're going through perimenopause and you're overly horny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're hornier now than you were when you were 20. So you feel like if you went back and did it, you could get turned on by that scenario. You see it differently? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Definitely. Yeah. Right. I'd be so much better at it, too. How long did you work in that peep show? Oh, gosh. The peep show for about two or three years. Mm-hmm. And you made good money there, as as good of money as you made in the fetish club? Yeah. It wasn't too bad. Not as good as the fetish club, but... Not too bad for the time. And now, was this like a secret life that you had? Did you wind up telling your husband when you started dating him? Oh, yeah. And was he into him. it? <laughs> How do you feel about it? <laughs> he didn't really. I mean, he he wasn't super into it, but he wasn't he wasn't really against it. Like he wasn't judgy about it. Like it didn't turn him off. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you did that. Why did you stop? Did you start dating somebody or did you not need the money anymore? No, I stopped because I finished school, Mm -hmm. so I was ready to move on to my career. Yeah, that's cool. So after you leave there, like, when do you eventually meet your husband? Because eventually, like I said, your husband and you wind up in a sexless marriage. I'm assuming it didn't start that way. I mean, typically, no one winds up with somebody where the sex is horrible right from the beginning. It's typically great from the (laughs) beginning. That's what keeps you there. Did you go into a good relationship with a lot of chemistry? Yeah, we did. We got, we, we met, I'd say about four or five years after I left the peep show business. And yes, when we started dating, it was great. We had great chemistry. I did mention before the sex was pretty vanilla in the beginning, pretty, pretty basic, but it was still good. Yeah. Chemistry could ride out a vanilla sex, especially in the beginning, but I think when the chemistry wears off after you've been with someone for a while, that's where maybe you need to do right. a little bit more than vanilla ice cream. You know right. what I mean? Right? Yes. So, yeah, we we were having a great, everything was good with our sex life. Like I said, pretty vanilla plain. And then we had a major situation, a health scare with one of our kids. Uh-huh. And that just killed our sex life. Yeah, you know, I could you imagine. get wrapped up dealing with family, dealing with your kids. And then it just turned into one of us was either not in the mood, the other one back and forth. And the next thing we knew it had been six years. Wow. Now, did your kid wind up okay at the end of that whole thing? Yes. Thank yes. God. But it was, that's a really horrible thing to go through. And I'm sure sex, that's the first thing that goes out the window. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I think a lot of couples don't even survive things like that yeah. a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I could, I, I could imagine. So six years goes by, you wind up in this sexless marriage. I mean, like when you say yes. sexless, was there, was there zero for the whole year? Was it like maybe once Absolutely. a month? Absolutely. No, it was zero for six years. Nothing. Oh, oh zero for, not six years later, it wind up to be nothing. It was zero for six years. It was absolutely nothing for six years. So when you say zero, like, no, he didn't go down on you. You didn't blow him. He didn't finger you like nothing. Absolutely nothing. 
Wow. Now, do you know if he was like jerking off to porn or was he doing anything himself? Were you still, were you completely not horny at all because you were dealing with your child? I'm almost positive he was watching porn and jerking off. And I would masturbate every once in a while, but I think both of us, our drive was pretty low. And then we were like roommates. Yeah. Wow. Now, was the emotional connection still there though? Yeah, it, it fluctuated at times. There were times that were a little rough. And then because we didn't have the intimacy, it's easier to lose that emotional connection. Yeah, that's that's what I try to tell people. Like, sex isn't just about sex. Oh, no, it is not. Right. So it definitely drove a, a, a wedge between you guys emotionally as well. And I can, I'm can i assuming also what was going on, too, doesn't help the matter. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how did you find yourself back together and where you're at now, which is like fucking other guys? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> how do you go from there to this? <laughs> that, that was the strange part. So I noticed that I started to, and actually I was, there was a business that moved in near my, where my business was. Mm-hmm. And there was a young guy that worked there that became interested in me. And he started coming into my shop and talking to me. And I noticed myself getting like super turned on by him. And that's when I realized I'm like, holy shit, I have to start get the, getting my actual marriage started back up again. Like I need to figure out where that's going before I start, you know, before I fuck up and, you know, cheat on my husband. Yeah. So that's when I told him we need to get back on track. We need to figure out. And I was very nervous, like. I didn't know if we could get it back after six years. It was like, almost like I was going to be sleeping with a stranger. Yeah. And I think that's what's so interesting uh, about your story is I feel like so many people could relate. And I think it's, it probably will wind up to be inspiring for people because I think that overwhelming feeling of like, maybe this isn't even possible probably makes a lot of people just not even bother trying. Yeah. I had those thoughts many times. It was very weird that it wouldn't be possible. Yeah. And the fact that you had two paths in front of you when that guy walked into your business or or you met that guy. It was cheat on your fucking husband. That's the easier thing mm-hmm. to do. You don't have to worry about mending that fence or finding yourself back to him or doing all that work. You could just like fuck this guy. And a lot of people, unfortunately, I think would have chose that path because it's easier. Yeah. But instead you're like, I don't want to cheat on my husband. I want to fix this relationship. And even though it seemed impossible, how did you wind up fixing it? Well, we had a little help. We both decided to do hormone replacement therapy. My husband had been doing it on and off. Huh? So we both started that. And that really helped trigger our both of our sex drives. Yeah, that's great. Um, so, and then we were both feeling better. So, yeah, we just, I sat him down and told him that we needed to get get everything back on track. And I can't even remember how it went. When we, I do remember being very nervous the first time we had sex again. Because it was After, like fucking a stranger, you said. Yeah. it's I Well, I was worried that's what it was going to be like, but... It definitely, it was, it was better than I remembered it being. Wow. And the problem I had with our sex life before, before we had the, the six year dry spell is that I could, I could literally write a list of how our sex would go from beginning (laughs) to end. (laughs) And it would follow that script every time. 
every single time. Yeah. I knew exactly how it would be, and that gets a little boring after a while. Mm-hmm. I did not want to fall back into that. So I noticed, and I we I tried to talk to him about sex before. We had gone to a marriage counselor, and I told him there that I wanted to talk more about our sex life and open up, and he has a hard time talking about it. So we didn't really get to, we didn't really get to get into that conversation ever at all in the past. Yeah. But when we started up again, he was more into it and more open to talking about it, or so it seems. And with kind of playing around, trying to figure out what he was into, he decided to get a, like a machine. I don't know you call it, like a, like a fuck machine, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a guy on recently talked about it. He showed me one on Amazon. I was like, I mean, it's not just a, it's not a Sibian. It's like a, a machine that you like put a dildo and goes yeah. in and out, right? It's different, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think he was, because he had bought a dildo. He was using that on me and he decided that he enjoyed watching that. So he bought the machine and when we were playing with it once, that's when he really realized that he enjoyed watching me. Wow. Being fucked. Wow. So he decided to tell me that he would like to see me be fucked by somebody else. I had told him years ago that it was like a deep, deep fantasy, something I never thought would happen. But something that you were open to or or something that you were into, though. I I honestly, I, I was into it. I thought it was hot and it was a fantasy, but I never thought I would do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that, huh? So when he brought it up to me, I at first was like, no, I don't think I can do that. I don't think that's, I don't think I'm going to be able to. And we talked about it. We talked about it for about a year before we actually ended up doing it. We really, yeah, we talked about it a lot. And so he was the one that got it started out there. We made a profile. He put it out there and, and yeah. Okay, so you're now you're a couple looking for a guy. Do you guys, though, have any kind of rules going into this first meeting? Well, so we are, I also have, I, I, I like women. I've been with women in the past. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really, he wanted to see me with a guy, and I'm open to being with whoever, but we, he wanted to start with, with a guy first. Okay, but you were down for both, and he was open to that. But he was he he preferred the guy, and you didn't have Prefer a preference, a guy or a couple. And he wanted to see both, both, you know, on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, uh, and not be involved. But yeah, so he said, and the 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 rules we had going into it. I mean, I think it was the basic like no kissing. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't, he wasn't interested in that, or he wasn't sure how he felt about that. Um, he didn't really, when we went into it, he didn't have a lot of rules. I didn't think, I don't think, I think he didn't know what he wanted. But what about you? Were you like, you? I want to see you fuck a girl? What were you looking for? I know you wanted to bang oh, the other no. guy. No, no. Okay, so th- no, that's a rule. No, I don't think I'm there yet. So that's a rule. So the rule yeah. was like, you're going to get to fuck these people, but he's not going to. He wants to watch, <laughs> right? Yes, which sounds so fucked up, but going into it, I was that was a question of mine. I was like, are you doing this because you are going to eventually ask me, tell me that you want to fuck somebody next? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I, that's always the case. Yeah, he still says he has no interest. I don't know. I, I, I've got to the point where I think about it, think about him fucking somebody. I think that could be very hot, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I'm there yet. 
that's where you're at. And that's totally fine. And listen, I've talked to a lot of guys who are, I don't know, I call them cocks just because there's no humiliation involved doesn't mean they can't be called a cock. Maybe it's a stag. I don't know what the fucking term is. But I know a lot of these kind of guys and a lot of these kind of guys have no desire. They could care less about having another chick on the side either. Their variety and all that kind of stuff that they need and want, they're getting from you going out and being with other people. I think the the problem that could happen with a situation like that that I've seen is that the woman gets sick of doing all the work themselves, right? Because the guy's just like sitting back watching, getting the pictures, enjoying the show. But besides that, I never see that the guy's pissed off because he can't fuck other people. I mean, the fact that he tells you he doesn't care, he doesn't care. I'm sure yeah. he would tell you if he did. Coming up to you and telling you, hey, I want to go see you fuck another man. Why wouldn't he say, I want to fuck another girl? What's the difference? He's not into right. it. It's not really his thing. No. A lot of guys, it's not. It's like a different kind of kink to see your girl with another guy than being in a just a totally open marriage and swapping and doing all that kind of stuff. I mean, maybe you'll get there, but it's up to you. But if he doesn't care, what does it matter? Yeah. I mean, he truly loves to see me receive pleasure. Exactly. That's what it's about. That is his thing. Yeah. He loves it. Ever find yourself craving a getaway from the boring routine of daily life? Why not indulge in a super hot fantasy world on Dipsy? Dipsy is an app full of short, sexy audio stories. Whether you're into straight stories or bisexual stories or threesomes or foursomes or moresome stories, Dipsy has something for you. They release new content every week. So in between listening to your fave stories again and again, you could always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, sexy written stories, and my fave feature, the jump to the action button. So if you're super horny and want to get right to it, you just press a button and it's going to take you right to where the action starts. So what are you waiting for? Go get Dipsy now. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial, an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash strictly anon. Dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. Go there now for 30 days of full access for free or just go to the description and click on the link. Yeah, yeah. So let's so let's go back. So you go online and he puts you up there as a couple looking for another couple, another man. That's what you're open to, like couples or single men at that point, because you want the first one yes. to be with a guy, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. So yeah, we get ourselves on the the sites and a couple dating apps to start with. And I really I well between having kids and my job, I'm very busy. So I did not want to do a lot of the communicating and I just don't have time to. I get very busy. So that was his, I let him do the communicating at first. We did have where after he was talking to some guys, he wanted me to give it a shot and we discovered that did not work. <laughs> um, it was better when he was like the middleman. Yeah, I don't think he liked the guy. And the, the guy that we that I was talking to, I mean, we can get into that story. He ended up being a complete nightmare. Right. So I, I don't think that helped. 
So he preferred to do the talking with the guy. So now, were you getting pics or something? Like, I mean, was there something specific you wanted when it came to the guy? I mean, are you pretty picky? Are oh, you looking, gosh. Yeah. I am very picky. Yeah, okay. This is where it's been difficult. I'm very picky. Mm-hmm. And I think I realized that I get more turned on by people's personalities or the type of person they are. I have a very hard time judging based on just pictures. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. I also want uh, somebody with a giant cock, so that (laughs) makes it a little harder, too. Now, is your husband well-endowed? He is. He is well-endowed. A lot of times, the guy in this scenario does like for the other guy to have a bigger dick than him, not because he's into dicks, but because he's into seeing his wife being pleasured, and if the Absolutely. If yeah. there's a bigger dick than him, it's more pleasure. And so, I, you know, he's he's fine with you looking for a guy that's like huge, correct? <laughs> correct. Yes. And is he down with that sometimes even? Oh, no, he wants me. He the more excited I am or the more turned on I am, the more happy, the more excited he is about it. Yeah, that's what that's about. I, a lot of times people make comments on that, too. Like, why would he want a guy that bigger? And it's like it's not about oh, he wants to see a bigger cock or something. It's more about he wants to see you more pleasured. And you're going to be pleasured more if it's really big and you're like a size queen like you are. <laughs> you sound like a size queen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he wants me like like masturbating, thinking about the guy's cock that we're going to meet up with. Oh, my God. All right. So wait. So now, so what do you ask for dick pics and you start looking at them all? I mean, what do you look at first, the dick or the body <laughs> or the face? <laughs> a little of all of it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, luckily, the the site we're on, people usually have their dick pics up. Yeah, for on sure. There. Mm-hmm. So we ended up connecting with with one guy for the first guy that we connected with. And we saw him. He was on the apps and the same site we were on. He was everywhere. But he ended up being my husband was talking to him at first. He ended up being the best. And I think this is kind of what ruined it for us. Also, he ended up being the best possible guy for our first time he was very experienced in the lifestyle Uh and he he was just so patient and just he was way too sweet and normal and patient and he was awesome now was your husband there did you meet at a hotel what went down at that first meeting we met at a restaurant at a very dark dark restaurant to see if there was a good vibe with all of us and the plan was if we if we hit it off and there was a good vibe he was gonna come back come home with us okay so we ended up having great conversation at the restaurant i was definitely very turned on getting very excited so we decided to take him home now is your husband sitting there watching the show does he join in at all with when we got back to the house yes he it was like all three of us the when we got back it was my husband and the other guy we all started making out Mm -hmm. and then we started making out and if i remember correctly my husband was fingering me actually i think they were both fingering me and it started with the other guy going down on me mm-hmm. while my husband was making out with me. And then I can't remember how it proceeded from it. I think then, oh, 
then I mean, then it just went from there. Yeah, yeah. and it's like a free for all. Now, is your husband into yeah. guys at all? By the way, I forgot to ask that. He's no, he's not. Okay, but he's a, a fine crossing swords or whatever. I mean, he's obviously yeah, he's yeah. not. He has no issues with that at all. Right, but no interest though, as well as hooking up no. with the guy at all. He's not gone down that path, but I don't think he's into it. Right. Okay. So you guys, so you'd like fuck both of them that time and do a total threesome, two guys. It's you and two, two guys, your husband and this guy. Yes. And my husband was involved. Well, the first time that we hooked up with this guy, he was a little nervous, which the, the guy assured us that's very normal to be nervous when you're trying to fuck somebody else while, fuck your wife while somebody else is there. And the second time we met up with this guy, everything was totally fine so yes it went awesome so my husband was involved the whole time and so and how was that for you oh it was great it was amazing I mean because here you are this woman who had a very like you said it was like a very deep-seated fantasy that you never thought you'd ever live out and now you're living it out in reality is it like all that you imagined and then some I mean, it's amazing. The one thing they don't tell you, it is a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work to oh give God, a blowjob while you're getting fucked. There is definitely, I mean, because you're not just pleasuring one guy, you're having to pleasure two guys. It's Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're two dicks to worry about. So it is a lot of work. But it is it is amazing. It's it's a lot of fun. Because you also have two dicks pleasuring you as well and two guys exactly. pleasuring you, yes. like you said. Somebody's going down on you, then someone else is fucking you. So it's kind of like double the pleasure. It's double the work, but double the pleasure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love sucking my husband's cock. It is one of my favorite things. Mm -hmm. So being able to give him a blowjob while someone else is fucking me is like that makes me come almost instantly. So you were always like hot for that kind of like for giving head that turned you on giving head. Yes. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay, cool. So you get that guy two times. He was perfect for the first time because he was so cool. Yeah, he was just so cool and easy. And so that's kind of where the bar was set. Yeah. Huh? And so ever since then, it's been it's been a real rough ride. That's for sure. <laughs> Wait, okay. So walk me through it. Tell me some other kinds of experiences. So the the guy that we kind of hooked up with next or that we wanted to hook up with next. Yeah. This was the one that I was communicating with. Yes. And okay. we, so we're texting back and forth. We had been out of town. We were making plans to meet up with him when we got back. And we set a date. And the guy... When we first started texting, he said something weird. I don't know. I was saying, oh, my husband likes to be involved or something. And he he said some like, well, I'm straight. And I I was like, no, I understand that you're straight. I'm just saying my husband, he's he needs to be like in the room watching us. So got off on a weird foot. This guy was already like, I could tell it was weird vibes. So, but I was like, we'll meet him in person. We'll see. So I'm texting with him. We're actually getting ready to go out and meet him that night. And he sends me a message just out of nowhere that says, can I come on your face? Oh, God. This is, listen up, guys. This is what not to do if you want to be picked by a couple. <laughs> it's just so gross. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. My husband, when he's, I 
because I was telling him what the guy was saying to make him feel more comfortable, just oh. letting him read the messages. Of course. When he saw that, he was fucking pissed. He was so pissed. Yeah, do not say that to women. It's different if we're already hooking up or there's already like a relationship established. But just to come out and say that, my husband was, he did not, he felt it was very disrespectful. So he was already pissed and I could tell it was just, it was not going to go well. There was already the weird vibes. So we ended up canceling last minute on this guy and that, and he actually has been texting ever since this was like (laughs) six months ago and he just texted me last week again and I have not answered him at all. Surprised he hasn't gotten the hint, but yeah, that was the last of me communicating with any men. That's back on my husband. I don't even want to deal with it. So he gets back on it. Now, have you gotten to the point yet where he's open for you to hook up with a woman and do a threesome with a woman? Or have you found a couple? We had talked to couples. We haven't found one yet. And he talks about having me hook up with a woman, but we haven't gone down that route of like actually finding one yet either. We are making an effort to go out to local like lifestyle parties. We're trying to make an effort, I should say, but having kids, it's hard to always get sitters or get get them away so we can do our thing. Have you been to one yet? We have not been to one yet. We're working on it. Okay, so now have you met any other guys or was this a one-time deal with that one guy? It was the one guy. Oh, no, we we actually have, we had, we've gone out to dinner with another guy that we met up with. Mm-hmm. And this was after the the guy that wanted to come on my face. And we met up with this other guy and he was super hot. Definitely very interested in him. He had a giant cock. The night we met him, I was kind of just, it had been a long day at work and I was not feeling like hooking up with two guys or (laughs) dealing with two dicks that night. So we took a rain check on hooking up with him. And then he was moving and we just haven't, haven't gotten to follow through with it yet, but we're hoping to meet up with him because he is hot and has, is very well endowed. How come you're not hooking up with that first guy anymore? Well, he, I, I, well, he was, he was an awesome guy and we really liked him as a per, like we would want to be friends with him he was a great guy but he the sex wasn't amazing for me Mm -hmm. what was wrong there was like no chemistry was his dick too small do do you know he didn't have a huge he didn't have a huge dick basically Mm -hmm. yeah so it was the chemistry was fine yeah um you know he was i was attracted to him but just i don't know that's i feel like that's not always enough (laughs) Yeah, but for those two times, it was great. But you just didn't have that desire to go back a third time. Yeah. And my husband, I, I want it, we want it to be something I'm excited about. Right, of course. How long ago did that first hookup happen? Oh, gosh. This was a year ago. So for the past year, have you met other guys that just didn't go right? Sometimes the, the stories gone wrong are helpful for people to hear. Like I said, like that one story you just told of that guy, that really shows guys, listen, if you're going to be picked by a couple and you finally got your chance and they're like going to give you a shot, don't fucking blow it by 
sending that kind of shit to the woman. It's not going to work. <laughs> you gotta. That's not how <laughs> women roll. <laughs> it is definitely not. We've had a lot of, we've actually had a lot of guys that we've had either plans to meet and they've flaked. This is a very, it's men are, or I should say not, maybe not just men. People are very flaky in this lifestyle or they can be. I've heard um, that a lot. It's, you're not the first person to say that it's really hard. I mean, first of all, the first thing that's hard is, like you said, finding someone that you're actually going to be attracted to. It's not like every guy you're swiping right or left or whatever right. the swipe is. That's cool, right? So then you find the one you like. Now they have to be not flaky, which the majority of people are. I mean, shit comes right. up and they don't fucking care. They don't show up. I, I've heard that many times. Oh, yeah. Like, we have this, there's this one guy that we've, been messaging with for oh gosh probably like eight months now he is super hot he's got a giant cock he's heavily tattooed he's he's just very attractive and we've had plans what two or three times now to meet with him like set plans and he completely ghosts but then he'll text like a week later and want to meet up i'm convinced this guy is married or something he has to i i I don't understand who makes plans and then ghosts that many times. Yeah. How many times have he ghosted you like around? Like two or three times. Wow. And that's been going on for eight months back and forth. And eight he just months. never shows up. And then we had, we had been talking to my husband for a little while was interested in having me fuck somebody younger. Mm -hmm. So we were talking to this kid. I think he was like 20 or 21, which for me is way too young but he was he was cute and he had a very good looking penis yeah so we were on a, a three-way text conversation with him for a long time and he would send us pictures or send us videos of him like jerking off and he'd say he'd want to meet us so we'd be like great let's set a time and then he would it would just not happen so, and this went on for way too long where we're almost like, okay, we need to cut, this guy needs to just stop texting us. We need to cut him out or he needs to meet up with us. Yeah. But then it was kind of, it's just too funny that he's constantly sending pictures and videos of him jerking off. Then I'm like, we don't need to cut it off. Just if it makes him happy, let him send his videos. Like, I don't know. It's pretty funny. Do you guys get turned on by them and use them for your own purposes <laughs> at all? No, I mean, not really. It's just more, I guess entertainment yeah 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 he's probably nervous and he might never want to pull the trigger but you're helping him i think he's getting off. off on it yeah you're helping him jerk I, off like you're part of his like jerk off material for that moment yeah you know, i think he sure. has some weird yeah definitely it doesn't mean though because i've heard other people who have been in that position where they are teetering and playing around online and then eventually they do pull the trigger. I mean, it, he might wind up one day getting the balls to actually meet you in person, but you never know. Yeah. So why not let him keep doing that? Because listen, he's a 20 year old guy, 21. You guys are an older couple. He's going to be fucking a, another guy's wife in front of him. I think that could be pretty scary for somebody, though it's a turn on and oh, he yeah. wants to do it. But I think maybe at the end of the day, he gets nervous and it's just easier to just jerk off to the thoughts of it, of you guys watching his videos. <laughs> yeah, very true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Do you ever have any kind of online thing go on with people? Do you ever do camming or anything like that? No, we had talked about it. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to it, I don't, I don't know. I feel like, am I too old for this stuff sometimes? What do you mean? 
I don't know, being 41 years old, I just battle with, am I too old to be doing any camming or? Well, camming, you mean, cam- I don't mean camming for me. I mean, we've, you mean like hooking, like hooking up with other couples? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do, yeah. Even that young guy, like saying, hey, like, why don't you just put me on FaceTime? You know what I mean? And doing stuff like that. We've talked about that. We've talked about that for sure, but we have not done it yet. Yeah, but the interesting thing that you just copped to is the fact that the, the old peep show girl in you has thought of maybe camming. And are you kidding? There oh, are yeah. so many. I mean, you're 41. That whole MILF kink yeah. thing is real. I mean, you are a prime for that. I mean, you could be the hot MILF on a cam site if you wanted to. I mean, if you're if you're open to that, too. I mean, that's not what I meant. But you did say that you had thought about that. You're not too yeah. old for that, for sure. I mean, there's something for everybody. Very true. No, seriously, you're like a, a hot milf, and you're a spinner. Yeah. You said you were like under five feet tall. You're like a spinner, spinner <laughs> milf. <laughs> a lot of guys are probably be into that. But so you have thought of though about camming. I had thought about it. And what about your husband? Does he get off on thinking about like a, a ton of guys watching you? He mentioned that that would be a turn on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was surprising to hear. Yeah, I mean, I think that those I, are a lot of other ways of spicing things up, considering you guys are very open to all this kind of stuff. And listen, considering the fact that it is that hard to find that other guy, there are these other kinds of things that you could do that would be super fun and probably just as hot or hot in a different way. Yeah. We just got to, we just got to get it going. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me ask you this. How has it changed your relationship and your sex life with your husband? That's the, that's the best part of all of this through inviting people into our bed. We, our communication, it's, it's grown our relationship so much. The communication is so much better. Our relationship is so much better. My husband, after we brought that first guy into bed with us, he spent like two weeks telling me how much he loved me, how he he had never loved me as much as he did at that time. Wow. It was, it's been amazing for our relationship. Right. No more vanilla sex for you guys. I mean, is it has been interesting to oh, really- never again. Yeah, isn't it interesting that your husband never brought up this stuff before? Because it, it's like you are the same people, but it was more about just communicating what you're into. Or do you think that the HRT like helps you figure out stuff? Or I don't know. I mean, it that definitely, that gets my hormones going. But I think that the actual, what we've been doing has helped the communication. And I'm telling you, I... I I always trusted my husband before, but now the level of trust and respect I have for him is just so much higher. That's kind of interesting, considering that opening up your relationship makes the trust better. People would think it's the opposite. Exactly. And it kind of makes me think right now I say I'm not into watching him fuck anybody else. Yeah. But seeing how this has gone with me hooking up with other guys, I mean... Maybe with him fucking at somebody else, I'll, you know, it will make me appreciate him even more. Yeah. You know, maybe it'll make the communication even better than what it is. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, have you ever discussed that with him? I know that you've asked, like he says that he's not into that. Have you ever told him that you might be into that down the line? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have. I have. And he's, he's like, you know, he's 
he hasn't said that he's 100% willing to do it, but I think if I really wanted it, he would think I'm sure he'd be fine with it. Yeah, maybe he knows that because you're not completely on board. He doesn't want to freak you out by saying, oh, yeah, and looking so eager. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> then he might make you feel bad that you're not there yet. Whereas I think if you came to him and said, I totally want this now and I'm really super horny for it, he'd probably be down. Yeah. But I think it's definitely. cool that he's not pushing for it. I think that that uh, a lot of times people say, and it's very true, and I get why, that women are have all the power in, in the lifestyle. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And you're smart <laughs> to give the woman all the power because I think women, we operate very differently than men. I think it's a lot easier for guys to, like we talked about in the beginning, they're so easy to get off or what they're fucking into. It's not that hard. But women are different. Like, it's harder for a woman to find a guy that she's interested in. It's a, like you said, you have to know the personality more so maybe than the picture. For guys, it's very different. So I think if you give the woman all the control and if she trusts this, the situation more and she's more likely to let her freak flag fly. Whereas if you're pushing her and it's all about you, it's not going to go well. Sorry. No, definitely not. Do you know what I mean? Now, do any of your friends know about this stuff that you've been doing? No, I have, because of my job, I have a lot of clients Yeah, and I have a client that's in the lifestyle and she is the one person that knows about it Uh (laughs) that I'm able to talk about it with. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, nobody knows. And she actually knows a lot of my friends. So that makes it kind of like, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it makes it interesting because she does know a lot of my best friends, but it is definitely a big secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I want to know now, last thing is, why don't you talk for the last 10 minutes? Because I think some people will be like, what fucking hormones did you go on? And what did you do? Because maybe they're in the same position and they want to tap back into their sex drive because they lost it somewhere along the line for whatever reason, whether they're older, whether they're going through a hard time. What kind of HRT did you do? Because I think that there's a lot of different ways to go about hormones. Yeah, we're doing the, or I, I'm doing the, just the injections, the uh-huh. HGH injections, and then I do testosterone also. Okay. Oh, so you do HGH, human growth hormone. Yeah. I Yeah, I think that's what it is. HGH? We've done a couple different ones. It was, I know we were doing like Samorlian, Samorlian first, and then now I think it's just HGH. Oh, that's interesting. I've never heard of that. What kind of doctor did you go to that prescribed that? Was it like an anti-aging doctor? Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. S- and so you take testosterone too? Yes. I do testosterone twice a week. The tiniest, tiniest dose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you inject that. And then the HGH, how many times do you have to inject that weekly or monthly? What's that shot like? That's that's five days a week. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Forever? Like for all the time, the whole year? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're supposed to take a break for, and we will take a break for a couple months. Yeah. Every, I don't know, eight months. Huh? Six to eight months. We'll take a a break. But yeah, it can go on for. And does that help with other things as well? It helps with everything. I don't think I could live without it. Yeah. HGH, I think is really hardcore because it's like turning the clock back. I mean, I've never tried it. I've done, I do hormones, but more estrogen, estradiol and testosterone and progesterone. I mean, you obviously still have your period. You're just bumping up your testosterone. No, I don't actually. Oh, you don't? No, I had a hysterectomy years ago, so I do not have my period. But do you take estradiol as well or no? No. 
Okay, so just the testosterone, and that's enough to get you back on track. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's great. That's good to know. I mean, I think everyone's very different, and some people, there's a lot of different things out there to help women get their sex drive back. A lot of people talk about pellets. I've never heard someone talk about HGH. I'm glad I asked you because that's a that's something that helped your sex drive too. And I think some people don't think about that for that part of themselves. It's more like I think of that because I know a lot of bodybuilders that do it for muscle tone and anti-aging. But it makes sense that it would also help your libido. Oh my gosh, it's the best. I tell everybody about it. I tell all of my clients about it. Now, what I always heard about HGH, the scary thing about it is because it does, it's like human growth hormone, right? I have a friend who was very into working out and he was always injecting himself with everything and just doing it himself and never went to a doctor. And at one time he was taking so much <laughs> HGH and because he wasn't medically supervised, his fingers grew. Like he has monster hands. Okay. Like seriously, <laughs> he has monster fingers. They're like so bizarre looking, but literally it grew from the HGH. And I, what I've heard and the scary thing about HGH that I've heard is, oh, it makes anything grow. So if you do have any kind of bad thing going on inside of you, like the scary thing about HGH is it could make that grow as well. Do you get scanned or tested or anything like that while you're on it? So you know that it's not growing anything bad inside of you as well. Do you know about that aspect of it or am I totally wrong? No, I don't. I don't know about that. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's not HGH that we're, that we're taking. Oh, okay. Um, that, that sounds very crazy. No, I do not know about that aspect. There's blood work involved. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. There always is. You don't know what you're taking? Oh my gosh. My, no, I, I cannot inject myself. My husband does that because it's the same, do- we have the same doctor. Yeah. So he does the ordering. He injects me. I don't even, I don't even look at the bottle, honestly. Oh my God. I love that. I wish I was that trusting to just do that. I mean, I inject, I do, I do hormones and I do injections and I could inject myself very easily, but I did a lot of IVF and stuff. So I'm like not afraid of needles. It's almost fun for me. I was like, wow, I would have been a great heroin addict. I love getting my needles (laughs) out and my things and using the alcohol to clean everything and then filling it up and then injecting myself. Like I like the paraphernalia and the setting it all up and stuff. I think, I don't know. I think like coke heads understand like coke. It was all about organized drug drug user. No, it's the paraphernalia. It's the same thing with cocaine. Remember cocaine? Like it's like cutting it up and then putting it in lines and then swirling up the bill (laughs) and then snorting it and you're fucking high for 15 minutes but the fun of it is like all that kind of I don't know preparation I don't know what that's called but I like the preparation of things and so I like injecting myself and I just do but I'm like I like I'm like a googleaholic and I really am into medical stuff so I like investigating stuff so I would just never be allowing anyone to inject me with something I don't even oh see know. I love investigating stuff but when it comes to the needles I get squeamish my husband he's very used to it because of his job and yeah. so He's he's feels very comfortable. So he's good. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that that's great. It's just interesting if you do the HGH and you don't know, but it might not be HGH. Do me a favor when we get off. Eventually, I'm like, gonna I'm gonna check on it now because I'm now you have me a little little concerned. Check on it and let me know what it is because it might be HCG. I don't know, but HCG was more something that people took when they were like trying to lose weight. It's probably HGH. I mean, I just heard that about it. But listen, a lot of people say, oh, hormones, HRT for women just cause cancer. And I I take them and I don't believe that. So just because there's something out there like that doesn't mean that it's true. Do you know what I'm saying? 
And everybody's body is different. Everybody's yes, and is different. I've never done a deep dive into HGH. So I'm just talking out of my ass. I'm just talking about what I've heard. Like I said, some other woman would be like, you're on hormones. Like I heard it caused cancer, but they don't really know what I know because I've done very deep investigations into hormones for women, right? And I'm on them. So I've never done HGH. So I might be talking totally out of line. Your husband probably knows more because you said he does all the ordering. You guys have the doctor. He what- knows way more. Yeah. yeah. What's the Samal? What the fuck is that? I don't never heard of that. I think that's a. I think it's a like a synthetic H, like a synthetic hormone. But you don't know what kind of hormone. No, it's synthetic. No, I don't. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Clearly, clearly, I'm very lost with this stuff. I. No, like I said, I mean, I wish I had more balls. I get a little bit more paranoid and I have to overlook into things and then I'll start something. But you just take it and it really works and it's changed your guy's life. I mean, I think that that's great. Do me a favor, though. I really want to know and I'll say it on my intro when I do or I'll I'll leave a little side note at the end of what it is that you are taking. But now, listen, I have a Discord channel where people go and it might be a place where you could hook up with people. People are like banging people over there. <laughs> you could promote, I'm not promote, but you could post anything you want over there. I don't get involved in my Discord channel, but I'll give you free access to it. Do you want to send me anonymous pics from my Patreon? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. send me like R, you know, the girls always send me R-rated sexy pics, but just like no pussy shots or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, like <laughs> R-rated, I always say like, like a lot of girls send like lingerie shots, stuff like that, but no face. If you send me your face, which a lot of people do, I just cut it off. Some people are out and proud. That's totally cool if you want that, but it doesn't sound like you're out and proud or want to put your face out there and you shouldn't because if you're not out and proud, you just never know. I mean, that's the overthinking part of me that I'm like... Don't do it because people might see you if you don't want people to know. Some of my listeners will be like, oh, you don't have to change my voice or you can put my face. I'm like, if you really don't want people to know, I think it's best to just do it because you never know. You know what I mean? Oh, you never you don't, know. Yeah, you don't know who's listening. Don't know who's there. So send me some pics. This will definitely be up soon. I love your story. Like I said, I do think it's such a great story and would be will be inspiring for other people because like I said you guys did the work you got back and on track you went from like um, maybe almost being ready for a divorce and being very far away and as disconnected as you could be in a relationship to being better than you ever were even before that and I think that that's super interesting for other people to hear because so many people are at that place that you were before. So many people are about to cheat or they are cheating. And I think that they've given up hope that they could get back on track. And you're here to say that you can and you did and it's better than ever. And I love that. You just have to want to. That's that's all. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's great. It's a great story. It's inspiring. Good luck with more of your hookups. By the end of the year, you know, <laughs> we'll all come back around and see. I'm sure by then you'll be doing all kinds of things. Um But keep me posted and thanks so much for calling in and send me those pictures sooner than later because your episode will be up very shortly. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. What do we call you? Alexis. Thank you, Alexis. Thanks for calling in. (laughs) Thanks, Alexis. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube 
as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.